Actually, naked time is only from 6 to 7, not all day. At least wear a feather boa the rest of the time, Dan. Speaking of 6 to 7, it's almost time. Crud, we have to hurry. See, I am ready to go, and you fools have to strip still. Well, I'm wearing my easy-release stripper clothes. Ta-da! All right, y'all, let's start the show. It's 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Time for Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. The next hour is going to be bursting with news, reviews, and interviews for the TBLG community, our friends, families, and allies. And we are your hosts, the cool kids. Dan. Meredith. Christy. And Greg. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. I have the most bobo microphone stand. I can't get it to come to me, so I'm using a... You know, there is, a, there is a little note that says number four is having trouble, so I don't know. It's seriously having trouble. <laughs> it's I don't got arthritis or something. I don't know what that's the right. heck's going on with it. Oh, could it be the pencil? No, oh. because it's something down way lower than the pencil. Gotcha. Wow. The pencil is, yeah, anyway. And this all happening on? Closets are for clothes oh. on August 2nd, 2006. <laughs> Welcome. It's Dan and Christy with you. I told you last week we would be back live in the studio tonight. And we, we are. Yes. With Alex and special guest Mikey in Woo-hoo. the engineer booth. That's right. Making us sound great. Exactly, exactly. In spite of my Mikey microphone being downloaded, all the wisdom of uh, Alex and That's right. all his experience, you know. Right, Dang, right. I can see them just putting that like cord between their two temples. Yep. You know, you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, move on. Yeah. All right. So, what's so, going on? How are you? How uh, was your week off? What'd you do? Holy moly! So I was, just, I just did all kinds of stuff. One, um, uh, Meredith finally left, yes. and so there was, uh, um, so she was uh, leaving, and and um, apparently she, it was one of the horrible, horrible moves that uh, she. Uh, you could possibly imagine. Um, they uh, she went to go pick up the uh, the truck to to move, and as soon as she she sat in the driver's seat um, around two o'clock, it just started pouring. That was the day that it just kept pouring and pouring and pouring. And then it's so they waited and waited, and finally they got the lo- the truck loaded. And as soon as they pulled the door down and locked it, mm-hmm. the sun came out, the clouds parted. You know, it was just like yeah, well, you know. And now she had to um, unload that truck, um, and they've been having record highs, 110 degrees. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's hotter than 40 hells outside, and it's only oh. hotter in D.C. Oh, my gosh. They're a little further south than we are. Yes. So, so the poor thing. So she's just apparently having a breakdown. Just lie. The, the weather's telling me I should never have moved and all that good stuff. So she's apparently having, apparently what I'm hearing from reports of her friends that, She's uh, it's not, it's she's not doing well. So man, oh man. So so like, uh, anything exciting happened last week on the show? Well, no, I mean, and you for oh, you generally, for me, you and, know, because I got tons of stuff I could talk about, but yeah, you know, there's always something. I will say that the heat. I'm glad it's almost gone. Yes. My brother is visiting. He lives in Alabama, and <laughs> I told him, I, and he got here on Monday evening, and he's leaving tomorrow, and I said, <laughs> let me tell you something. You brought this crappy Alabama weather with you. You need to take it back. Exactly. If you don't, I'm going to come down there and find you and do something about it. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> totally. And so yesterday, I is Tuesday, it's my golf league. And so my golf buddy Kelly and I were all all on Tuesday or all on Monday and Tuesday. You know we're emailing back and forth. We're gonna die out there tomorrow. There's really it's there will be death for us on the golf course and. You know, and I was just, I kept making this joke. Every time I fly with Danielle and there's turbulence, we always, she always makes the joke, well, at least we're together. You know, (laughs) if we go down, at least we're together. So I was saying that to Kelly. I was like, at least we'll be together. You know, like, whatever. (laughs) And so we we made different plans. We usually walk the golf course. Oh, okay. And we decided that we would get a cart. There was no way we were going to walk. Well, the fact that you even showed up, that takes a lot of guts. Yes. Well, not many people did, actually. There were a lot of Uh no-shows. And then we, so we got there and we brought a cooler of ice cold water. We were like, 
Because we had golfed, you remember a few weeks ago, there was a weekend that was blistering hot, like yes. 96 degrees, really high humidity. We had golfed on that weekend also. Oh, my God. And did not bring enough, prepare not adequately for the water needs that we would have. Got it. Um, and to be able to just soak your head in that for right. a while would and, be nice. And to keep it cold. Yes. Because it's one thing to have a, you know, a 32 ounce bottle of water, but if it's hot as the air, it's not really going to do anything <laughs> not very refreshing. I mean, it may keep you from dehydrating, right. but you're not going to enjoy it. And I was even confronted, just to kind of interrupt your story really yeah, quick. Yeah. I was interrupted by a health educator asking me that uh, if you had um, an 8-ounce or 12-ounce bottle of water and you're lost, um, do you drink the whole thing or do you um, ration partially it. ration it out? So what would you do? Well, I would ration it. And he said that's how most people have died because the body is good at maintaining themselves. So they said drink the whole drink thing. Drink it all instead yep. of rationing it. Right. Well, I'll do that from now on. Yeah, because apparently the people have died of dehydration and they still had like a, uh, a half a bottle left. So it's very right. interesting. So I thought, wow. Good so, to know. Drink yes. it up. Drink, drink, drink. That's right. So we, and we also in the cart, we've never, neither one of us had ever driven in a golf cart before. <laughs> Those are fun. They're very fun and very gay. I felt extra gay in the golf cart. I don't quite know why. There's just something very gay about the cart to me. Very happy. Very, very happy, delightful. delightful. Very... And we could, if we got it up going fast enough, we actually created a breeze. Oh, that's true. That's which true. was wonderful. Yes. It was a nice little break. And so we were drinking lots of water. And we were very pleased that we made it through the nine holes. And you didn't even feel even a little bit wonky at the end. Wow. We, even, we drank some Gatorade. Okay. We, um, you know, to kind of keep it up, that was one of our many beverages we had. But we probably each drank over 100 ounces but still, of fluid in the you. three hours we were playing golf and did not pee once. Wow. Like, that's any indication of how hot it was out there. Yeah, you were sweating a storm. Yeah, well, my, I, this is how I talk, described it to somebody earlier today. I said, my shoulders were sweating. Do you know how either A, hard you have to be working, or B, how hot it is for oh. your shoulders to sweat? Gotcha, like, yeah. That's not a normal place on your body to just randomly sweat. Yes, yes. You know, you have to be working it yes. or in hot weather. And I'm assuming you're talking about like the top of your the shoulder. The top of my yeah, shoulder. Yeah, not like the, the back. Uh... No, not my back. Okay. Like the, par- the top of my shoulder, wow. the curve of my arm. Wow. Was glistening and i kept looking at it going my god (laughs) my god and i felt really gritty and you know it was just but the shower after golf felt so wonderful yeah i bet it did and it really made me feel for people who work outside oh yeah and i'm very very sorry that your job has sucked so bad the last couple days oh yes Uh, i was at the grocery store yesterday and it happens to be a grocery store that has a pizza oven you can get fresh baked pizza and, you know, they have to wear, like, little chef outfits and whatnot. Oh so gosh. they got long sleeves on. This is over their clothes and their weird little chef hat. And I was like, I do not envy you guys your jobs right now. It's just, And they're like, this is horrible. Right, <laughs> right. Like, I like my job, but this. It's just standing well, in front of this. It's a brick oven with a lot, yeah. like a fire in right. it. Right. You know? Yes. And, it's open because yes. you have to watch the pizza and everything. And then then I walked over in, in the freezer section. There was somebody wearing a big puffy coat and gloves who was working in the freezer section. And the pizza, the woman working behind the pizza counter was like, I, I would give my right arm to trade jobs with her today. Yeah, and like, yes. I would be over there in a tank top. Yes, yes. Oh, you know? my gosh. Well, the thing is, that's, I've always liked cold weather because you could always put more on. Right. Where with the heat, I can't take enough off, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's where well, it's Well, it's not even taking it off. Like, I don't even want my skin to touch my skin. Right, right. Exactly. You know, I don't want to put my hand on my leg. I yes. don't want to... You know, feel yes. my belly against my thigh like nothing. Uh-huh. I don't. Ugh, yeah. It's so hot and gross. <laughs> and it's like, that's why I would say, like, give me November. I'm ha- yeah. That's awesome. Yes. You know, the sun still shines a lot. Yep. It's crisp. Yes. I can wear long sleeves. Right. And, but I could still probably get away with sandals. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm there with you yeah. on that. It's just that, like it's oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Trying, I'm starting to debate. Spring and fall are my favorites, mm-hmm, and so me too. I don't know which which is the favorite. But um, they have different advantages to both. They're both a riot of color, yes. just in different ways. Yes, which is a very pleasant thing. They're right. both can be very sunny. Yes, though it can tend to rain a little bit more at at 
at either end of one yeah, of them, like yeah, like yeah. early fall, early spring, kind of right, a little rainy. Exactly. Um, but I agree with you. Yeah, that's the best time of year, at least in Michigan. We don't know what it's like in other places. So, and it's also a really good time to go camping. Indeed. And you've been camping in this weather, haven't you? I am going to be going camping in this weather. Ugh. Oh, I know. I am just like that's where I, that's why I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks. Is that I'm Ugh. going camping and um it oh my goodness I mean and what where in the geographically are you camping? Directly east of us. Um, so not any much improvement in the weather. It's not like you're going to the UP no. where it's a good 10, 15 degrees and cooler. And I can soak in the, in the Superior, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, no. We're going and we're going inland and um, we forgot um, or uh, we really didn't know how to estimate that because we don't know how tall our camp. Uh, there's this one tent that we have that's very tall. I mean, it fits like 20 people, um, but it uh, probably fits only eight really. But anyway, but it's very, very tall. They have high ra- They have high people ratings on tents. Yes. And this one, we didn't know how low their trees were. So we decided to go with the field. Um and see you know we'll be out in the field that's not a problem well now with this you know right uh, this weather being 100 degrees but I did look up I mean so I was trying to find what the weather's going to be in Canada because we're going to Canada I was trying to find out what the weather's going to be like and I went to the traditionalweather.com and trying to find it but apparently it only does U.S. cities. You can't put well, anything in Canada. Ridiculous. So I'm looking and I'm looking. I'm trying to figure out how to do it and trying to get out there and, and find out what the, the temperature is going to be. And finally, um, weather.ca for Canada. Okay. Perfect. So I went there. And you know what? I'm not sure I'm ready for that weather either because it says it's going to be like anywhere between 27 and 30 degrees. Damn. And I was really like I'm not I'm not prepared for that because I I I was thinking just sheets and you know did, did has anybody helped you out with this information? Okay. No. <laughs> it's Celsius. <laughs> oh, is that what the C's for? <laughs> yeah, that's what the C's for. I actually did the same thing. Oh yeah. I was looking at something that said that it was 27 degrees in <sighs> Windsor, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Right, right. How, that's like forty minutes away. How yeah. could it be twenty-seven degrees there? And then it dawned on me that that was Celsius. Yes, totally yes. different measurement scale. Yes, hello. But you know what? There is a diff. There's a huge difference. I mean, not only in temperature, but also in the type of campsites that we're going to, because we're going to the gay campsites. Oh, cool. Instead of the straight campsites, and 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 we're even not going to the other ones that are like gay friendly, where yes, you're welcome. We're going to the full gay, lesbian, uh, uh, adults-only type of um, site, uh, places. Uh-huh. uh-huh exactly. <laughs> and, um, but, and, of course, they were talking like, well, so what are you guys going to do while you're there? Are you guys just going to be cooking, reading, kind of thing? I said, oh, no, there are activities to do. And they were like, really? And we're like, well, well, yeah. And they're like, oh, like, like what? Like this? And we're like, well, where out, where, what straight campground would you have bingo with Bette Midler? Right. I mean, they're, there just, they're looking at me like, "You're kidding!" I said, "No, we're gonna have some, we're gonna have Bette Midler there like this." And they're just like, "The real Bette? No, like dra- drag." Of course Bette not. The real <laughs> Bette Midler. You know, I mean, we're gonna have real like you know. So that was gonna be fun. Apparently, that's every Saturday. And then um, one of the things. Oh, and then of course the tea dance around the pool. I mean, I mean, of course there's that's all awesome. Yes, you know, so we're gonna have we're gonna be doing that. Um, apparently, one of them has putt putt golfing, which is like a, cracks me up that they have all these things on site. Um, a lot of KOAs have putt putt golf. Oh, do they? Okay, it's I didn't not know like. That. It's nothing fancy. Oh, oh. It's not like the big clown or the elephant no, nose. No, 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 Oh, okay. Um, but then, of course, then there's different things. Like, for instance, we're in the gay campground. Or we're in the straight campgrounds. Do you get the red pump parade? Oh, you no have to prepare. way. Yes, no exactly. way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's so, cool. so they have parades. Apparently, you decorate your car, and then you and you have a matching outfit, and then you go along, you know, go, uh, for the ride or whatever. That's very cool. And apparently, one of them I saw the pictures. They were doing a very a very Southern Belle type of outfit or whatever, but the gowns were all the rainbow colors. I thought, oh, there were seven of them. That was really clever. I was like, hey, that's good. That is really clever and hot. It's just making me hot. See, I can't get past the hot. Yes. Well, then the one last thing that I thought that was really kind of interesting, too, is that at night they have um, illumination nights. 
So you illuminate your tent. So that's been like what my problem is. It's like, oh my gosh, how are we going? Because one of the things that I've noticed at gay campgrounds that they don't really do at straight campgrounds is they don't like make it their own. They don't make the area or the territory that they're going to be in like very unique. I right. mean, it's just a bunch of tents. And so with when I've gone to gay campgrounds, they they they, they have the lighting, they have yep. the crystal balls and things. And so I'm like, what am I going to do with ours? And I thought maybe we could get like a sea of like flamingos, you know, but then I love that. I think pink flamingos are hot. Yeah. I really, so. I really would love to have some in our yard, but Right, right. That's not a battle I'm going to well, win. I want them to be able to illuminate. I mean, I'd be able to like, yeah, put a light totally inside get them. them. You could probably get, I'm willing to bet that you could get strings of lights that are pink flamingos. See? See? I'm To kind of match our whole. That you could get it. Yeah. Try to look at like um, party supply things. Okay. Gotcha. That's a place that might help you out there. There we go. Maybe the. Yeah, party supply places. So, yeah, so I was trying to think of something to kind of help illuminate at night, but then at the same time, we'll have something physical uh, during the day. Um, And then, of course, you know, there's the average masquerade ball, but then there's the gay masquerade ball. I mean... Which is a totally different thing. Right, right. And so I just think this is going to be quite the hoot of a... you're so gay. Yeah! <laughs> so, you know, so I thought that, I mean, this is going to be, and, they were, and as I was describing, like, well, like, what kind of activities are you going to be doing? Um, oh, how perfect. Flamingo Mania. <laughs> da, da, da. Flamingomania.com? Actually, it's offthedeepend.com. Oh, okay. And so there's flamingo garden lights, things that just stand oh, up. They take perfect. batteries, perfect Woo-hoo! for camping. Exactly. There's do they next day ship? Light, I'm sure they do. Oh, okay. Uh, flamingo light sculpture, a flamingo and palm light set. Oh my gosh. Flamingo solar light, even less. Wow. Environmentally friendly. Flamingos on a light string, like I said. Oh my gosh. More light sets. So I have to go to this site. So uh, it's off the deep end dot com and you just want to do a search for flamingos. Gotcha. And you could probably get, yeah, you can get lots of flamingo mania. No, actually you couldn't go to flamingo dot com. Um, you can get clothing and accessories, decorative accessories. Dude, I'm getting some. Well, see, and that's the thing. I mean, that's one of the things I was thinking of because I have like, um, uh, drink, drink, uh, stirs that are flamingos. I just figured we could just do a whole site on, you know, on, uh, what is this? The classic flamingo Aloha skirt. Shirt. Wow. Oh, shirt. Oh, see? I don't know if Even, that... Well, it only goes to 3X. But you know what? I could just squeeze it. I just, you, you know... You could, or you could wear it open. <gasps> I could do a tube top, because I'm 3X yes! from the top part. There you go. You could just do like a, a like a Daisy Duke kind of tied it on, tie up under your chest. There you go, Dan. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, and they got flamingo glasses. Oh, see? You have... This is your website, Dan. This is... This See? is your website right oh, here. Oh, man. So we've got, oh, and we just got to check to make sure it's next air. Next yeah, day air. I'll go so. to see if there's a shipping options gotcha. area. So, you, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. So, um, and then, um, so yeah, so that, so I was just, so that's what I think I'm getting a little nervous about. of just kind of like getting my campsite stuff all ready and, and am I going a little too far? Yes, they have next day air. Woohoo! Okay. So, um, all right. Or, you know, I could just ship it there. <laughs> that, that way I don't have to carry it across the border. There you go. So, just have it shipped to the campsite. That's right. So, but it was just, it's, it's too funny. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, one of the things that I'm kind of nervous about is that we can't buy our food. Oh, what are you laughing at hard so hard about? <laughs> I can't tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really can't. Okay. <laughs> I should not have opened. I play online i play scrabble over email with a friend of mine oh okay and i saw that she had just played and so i went into the um to the email to see it and we often make innuendo about our words that we make like like 
you know, if we make the word press, we say, like, as in how I wish I was against you right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, and I can't share this one because it's dirty. So, oh, and it just made okay. me laugh. Okay. Not that I wasn't listening mm-hmm, to you. I was multitasking. Mm-hmm. I'm getting used yet. to it. Hey, uh, you know, after a, eight years, I'm getting kind of used to it. You know what, though, Dan? I have to say to you, I'm a parent now. I can multitask <laughs> like any, but nobody's business. So... <laughs> So, but yeah, so that was one of the things. So I'm trying to get prepared for that I and all the different. I want to go camping with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but in October. Right. And so that's what I'm, wor- <laughs> that's what I'm getting worried about. It's like the heat temperature doesn't seem to be getting, um, the heat temperature. But anyway, the temperature doesn't seem to be getting lower. It just seems to be, um, um, just staying at like 80, 90 degrees. And so I'm kind of like starting to try to debate like, <gasps> am I going to be able to survive this? Well, is there a, a lot of campgrounds, not all of them have like a clubhouse or... They do. And is it air conditioned? That I don't know. Because you could probably... But know, at least it's shelter. And there's a pool. Yes. There's a pool. So there so are ways a, to cool off. Right. Please drink lots of water. Yes. And definitely. you you don't... I don't know you to drink, but... If you're with other people who are drinking, caution them to not drink too much alcohol. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm not trying to, nope. you know, rain on anybody's nope. parade or take away anybody's well, party, th- but you're going to hurt your body a lot. Right. Because alcohol naturally dehydrates you. Thank you. Yep. So, you know, for every beer you drink or every cocktail you drink, drink a glass of water. Right. Help yourself out a little bit. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. That's just my words of wisdom. And I think that it's a good idea for to, to 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 mix the drinks. You know, one one an alcohol drink, one a water. You know, one an alcohol drink, and to do equal portions. Not like right. you'll have a you know twenty four ounce beer and like a eight, eight, eight ounce, ounce glass, glass of water. Of water. Right. <laughs> oh, and don't think that. That lemonade or iced tea, as refreshing as it is, is replacing the water you need to drink because it is not. So, I mean, particularly iced tea, having caffeine in it is, you need to do the same thing. Because the problem is it's a diuretic, so you're going to be uh, peeing maybe some stuff that you may not be able to. So, So, not that we're dietitians or anything like this, but but it's going on common sense. Right. I've learned some lessons over time. Right. I'm trying to share the wisdom of my experience. Yes, exactly. With our listening audience. Yes. And before we take a quick break, um, one of the things that um, I do want to really highly recommend to folks um, is to um, see Transamerica. Fabulous. I loved it. I I saw it last night. You loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, It was one of those things where um, I was visiting a friend last night, had dinner, and he was like, hey, let's watch a movie. And he says, and I was like, okay, because I've been really wanting to see it. And he's like, it's nothing like you think it is. And I'm like, really? I've been wanting to see that too, and I just haven't had the opportunity. Totally worth it. Totally worth Good to it. Know. It is just it's a it's very it'll get you on all different angles. Um, I I mean, you know what? And what's the thing I really found interesting about the movie is that it didn't really matter if the person if the main character was trans or not. It was you know you could be gay, lesbian, bi, trans, um, uh, and really and really get the the feel of of what the movie's about and uh, the 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 importance of uh, friendship um family um you know uh having respect for yourself you know mm-hmm. it's it's a very interesting uh it's a, it was a very it was wonderful i just i enjoyed every bit of it and i can kind of and i even got to the point where i was able to forget that the character the actor or the actress um, uh, who she was, and right. and get into into the character. That's what a lot of people have said. A lot of critics have said about the movie. Like you'd forget that that's Felicity Huffman. Right. You have no idea that that's who it is. Right. Right. You know, a desperate housewife. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a, you just totally leave that out of your brain. Yes. Exactly. So that's so cool. definitely I highly recommend it. Maybe we can talk about it another time. But we're gonna take a quick break, um, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. This is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. So, um, and, um, and so that's how you teach a mole to dance. 
Oh, gotcha. You were I never got it. I just I couldn't figure it out. Oh, so we're back. And um, so one of the things that, um, you know, I, Christine, I have to admit, being gone, I don't know what I'm going to do for two weeks. I'm probably going to go stir crazy. But one of the things is news events happen um, in in our world and everybody's world and things. I just, there are things that I really want to comment on or really want to talk about. And I don't have the show to talk about. I don't know what I'm going to do if I ever. I don't know either. Yeah, if the show is ever taken away, what? What are we going to do? Exactly. We have to start, I don't know, frequenting a barber shop or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, um, but one of the things I did want to talk about really, um, and not necessarily briefly, but I just wanted to acknowledge is the passing of Marianne Mahaffey, um, a longtime Detroit council member, civil rights activist. Um, huge friend of the LGBT community. Huge. Longtime friend. Exactly. I mean, the LGBT community. stood out there for us when people wouldn't stand out there for for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, by reading the article that was um, on Pride Source, uh, you know, I didn't realize that she's been a Detroit City Council member since uh, 19, 1973. And even back then, they were saying how she was, um, you know, she stood out there and 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 was like, you know, why why should it care? Like a lot of the questions that we have here on the show of, you know, by me getting married, how does that degenerate your marriage? She's like, you know, by making it official or making it, I, what was her quote? She had. Um, um, and I know you hate it when I do this, but it's one of those things where I she don't just hate anything. <laughs> maybe it was Meredith. They would just be like, Dan, um, just freaking highlight the stuff. But <laughs> you know, but um, it's just like as far as I'm concerned, people have a right to form- formalize their relationships, and um, and it's a, a much ado. About, this whole issue is a, a much ado about nothing. You know, it's just you know, mm-hmm. just uh, so they want to. And that's one of the things that I really respect. She was very plain talking and straight shooting. Yes. And and didn't spend a lot of time, like, wasting time. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? She yes. took care of business, and it was never a mystery what she, oh. what her agenda was and oh, what no. she was thinking. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. And she really didn't care if you disagreed. It was exactly. one of those things like... like oh, well, yeah, that's that's it's how I feel. For you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it just it was just one of those things where I mean that was I remember the proposal too when it was going through here in Michigan of where she, I mean she was out there campaigning and and saying look this is not something um, that should pass this is not something that um, should become um, official mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things she was out there and very clear about how she felt about the um, community and um, and just the equal rights in general. Right. And I think that that was really great. Um, she did a lot of good work. I mean, she definitely had a, a life that was um, uh, full of activism. It was very full. Yes. Exactly. And she will be missed, but she yes. lived a long and fruitful life. Yes. And that is a wonderful thing. Yes, definitely, definitely. So other activists that I think uh, there, there are uh, other issues I want to kind of bring up with you too, dealing with activism and people. You know, I'm going to take that screen away <laughs> from you. Uh, it's you the just, same thing. I just it's really making me laugh. So I'm going to totally turn it off. Yes, thank you. Every time I look at it, I laugh again about it. Because <laughs> I want to like read it on the air. I'm certain <laughs> that it's very distracting to you, as it is distracting to me. So it is it has disappeared. You can right. no longer see it. That's that's it's true. Gone. That's true. And I'm not going to think about it anymore. All right. What's going on? So, um, th- so I was going through 365gay.com and going through some of the um, uh, articles there. And one of the things that I, I, I ha- I'm, there's two articles that came up, um, and I wanted to kind of discuss discuss them both. One was regarding um, Black Episcopalians, too much emphasis on gays, um, and this was released. Yeah, will you share that article? Definitely. Um, it's rich. Uh, it's from Richmond, Virginia. Natural. National Episcopal leadership is focusing on the issue of gay ordination at the cost of addressing minority concerns and is enlisting African bishops uh, to fight a fight a battle that's not there not theirs speakers told a gathering of black episcopalians tuesday the church should look instead at fighting poverty and racism and address the conservative versus liberal divide that underlies the gay debate speakers said that at the 38th annual conference 
uh, of the Union of Black Episcopalians. Me, Episcopalians. I should learn how to say that much easier. It's a challenging word. I find a lot of religious words like that hard, like apostolic. Oh, there you go. See? That's See? a hard one. I always want to say apostolic. Anyway. <laughs> um, the national group, which represents close to 400,000 ba- black Episcopalians, is meeting in Richmond all week. About 500 clergy and parishioners are expected to attend discussions of topics such as reaching out to young black boys and strengthening the na- nation's historical, historically black Episcopalian Episcopal colleges. Um, <laughs> at a lunch Tuesday, speakers touched on everything from increasing black leadership in the largely white domination. Denomination. To, denomination. Thank you. I'm <laughs> um, sorry. I'm still on that other topic we had. Uh, to breaking down um, interracial barriers between African and American. Oh, no. That might be white domination. Denomination. No, it's denomination. Oh, well, okay. denomination. No. Largely white. Yeah. Well. Maybe they switched the words around. Anyway, I'll switch the letters around. Um, African-American uh, Episcopalians. Um, reactions, reaction was strong, strongest, however, on the ordination of gays, an issue that black leaders say has ballooned out of proportion. Um, the, we waste our time trying to figure out who's sleeping with whom instead of being being about doing the work of mission and ministry. Uh, said Reverend Sandy Wilson, uh, the group's immediate past president, told an applauding crowd, don't get sidetracked. The issue of gay ordination has been the focus of intense scrutiny in the Anglican Church, of which the Episcopals are a part since 2003. Uh, That's when American Episcopal leaders elected the first openly gay bishop, um, Gene Robinson of New Hampshire. The controversy has split the denomination with some saying, some saying scriptures condemn uh, gay relationships and others arguing for a more inclusive church. Early this week, the Anglican leaders awaited the announcement of an exclusive overseer for s- several conservative U.S. dioceses. Among black Episcopalians, however, the issue takes a backseat to more standard minority concerns. Improving the economy, health care, and education, Treasurer John Harris said, Episcopal leaders meet to discuss church issues at the General Convention every three years. The issue that, general, at the, excuse me, that the General Convention have been obsessed with um, have not been as important as black Episcopalians uh, sitting in pews, Harris said. We're still behind the eight ball. Um, top among a black Episcopalians' concerns is forming a singular voice that can share thoughts on racism and poverty with the larger church, Wilson said. But their, their experiences haven't gone unnoticed, said Robert Williams, our spokesman for the Episcopal Church. The Union of Black Episcopalians is absolutely correct in identifying that life and death issues, such as the eradication of hunger and poverty, must have the church's full attention. The Episcopal Church records, excuse me, records for so, uh, so we're almost done, folks. For civil rights uh, achievement has been strong. Wilson linked the debate over gay ordination to the de- decades-old ordination of women, a pill she said conservative leaders never fully swallowed. With women now incorporated into the many churches. She said gays have become a new scapegoat. She joined other leaders who said the church enlisted the support of right-leaning African bishops while overlooking issues facing their continent, uh, including the HIV crisis. Um, and so they go on to talk about um, where the they were being used as a distra- distraction for some mm-hmm. of the real issues, um, and how they need to, um, and how they're really concerned. And, and so when. And where our community or our issues are being um, um, just basically covering some of the other things that are happening of like such as as racism, sexism, um, and not um, and not and and not really dealing with a lot of the bigger bigger issues. Right. Well, you know, I want to say actually, and this may surprise you at first, is that. I think that that African-American group has a good point. Oh, yeah. And why I think they have a good point um, is because this is another aspect of where 
the conservative religious right has set the gay agenda and yes. has said this is what you're going to what we're going to fight them on so it's what we have to fight them on and what it does do is it creates division as in this example mm-hmm. where these black leaders of the Episcopalian church are you know, saying this is a problem. We're looking at this. We're spending too much time and energy on this. There are all these other issues we need to address. Now, I didn't interpret that what that they were saying was we need to not talk about it. Right. They're just saying we need to talk about it less. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and I think that that's accurate. We need to make room at our discussion in our discussions for all of these issues that need to be addressed because. Mm-hmm. Homophobia doesn't mask sexism and racism. Mm-hmm. It's a part of sexism and That's racism. Right. It's completely related to it. If you didn't have sexism, homophobia wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, the, nobody can convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you didn't have sexism, you wouldn't have racism. Though, like being able to put someone as an other and then and and then as a result of being an other, they're less than me, mm-hmm. is what is the foundation of all of those forms of hatred. Mm-hmm. So that's the issue that we need to work on. I agree. We also need to talk about poverty and health care and all of those things. The issue, though, is, is, and I'm not sure that I'm being as articulate as I want to be about this, that this is happening all over the country. And in all, like, that they're like, you know, vilifying gay people because they want to get married, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's masking the fact that there are a lot of things that, you know, there's a lot of pain and hurt and and terror that happens in gay people's lives because that somebody is homophobic, mm-hmm. that whoever in their life is homophobic and is hurting them or denying them rights, denying them access, whatever. And it's just a mask. It's like a, this this big smoke screen to prevent any sort of progress. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we give them health care, they'll not want to get married. If we give them, you know, anti-discrimination laws, then they'll want to adopt children. And well, yeah, but that doesn't mean, you know, I'm not less human mm-hmm. because that doesn't, you know, th- just because of this is who I am doesn't give anybody the right to beat me, to torture me, mm-hmm. to terrorize me. And I, I'm sorry if you think that I sound extreme. I'm not being extreme because those are very real things in many people's lives. And we may not all experience that here in Ann Arbor on a daily basis, though it does happen here. Mm-hmm. It certainly is happening in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um and I so think I'm confused. So are you saying that it should take it should take front and center the very top issue uh, that the that they should deal with the gay the gay and lesbian issue as as having leadership role in the church? Or are you saying that um, hunger, health care, poverty that um, that should be more of a, a I'm not saying either of those things. Okay, I'm saying that. There's a lot of room at the table for things we need to talk about. Ah. And nothing, no one thing should always be the spotlight of what we're trying to fix or mm-hmm. work on. Mm-hmm. And when when you know this is the this is what the religious right wants to do. They want to divide churches, they want to divide communities. And it's it's a very intelligent, well-informed strategy. Mm-hmm. It's worked many, and it many works. times. Exactly. And it works. Exactly. There's some communities that are still working on that. Exactly. So what we need to do is just say that is a that is an important issue. We're gonna work on that, but we also need to work on these other things mm-hmm. because they're all related to each other. Mm-hmm. And if we're not working to end poverty, we're never gonna end racism. If we're not working to end hunger and healthcare, the healthcare crisis, we're not gonna end sexism. You know, like there's a list of all these things. We have to do this all at the same time. Um, and I know that that sounds huge and hard. hard to swallow. That's it hard is to hard. do. I mean, how do you keep all of it in the front, front and center, um, and knowing that you're chipping away at at the at the pie as mm-hmm. a whole um, and making it uh, um, I don't know if right. I'm trying to get rid of the pie or if I'm trying to enhance the pie to be better. I don't. I don't know. You make what a bigger pie. 
Well, right, yeah. and I understand the bigger, but I guess that maybe not be a good um, analogy, but uh, it, keeping all those balls in one air, excuse me, in one air, keeping all those balls in the air, um, it, it, it's difficult to do where I can just deal with one at a time. Right. You know, have the ball in my hand. And that's what and you have to do them. on a regular day-to-day basis. You know, so you've made the pie analogy. I think that, I can't remember who said it now, but it's not that we want a bigger piece of the pie. We want a different pie. Right. You know, we just want a different pie. Right. You know, it's not, we're not trying to take anything away from anybody. Yes. We just want a different pie that we can all have bites of, you know, and share with each other. Mm -hmm. And the pie is only going to get better the more we share it, you know, and, um, but I think that like, okay, today is, you know, during this hour, I talk, we talk about gay stuff and this is Mm -hmm. the gay thing. You know, we're working on that, but we're not losing sight of all those other goals because we talk about them all the time too. And we try to get people in here to tell us what's going on. But you know, there are times when I'm volunteering in another capacity or I'm sending letters about this issue or whatever. And it's, you know, you, you eat an elephant a bite at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you take a bite over here, you take a bite over there, Mm -hmm. and there's lots of ways to do it. You know, some big organizations decide, okay, for April, we're going to focus on poverty. Mm -hmm. And so they educate their staff, they educate their members, they do whatever, all about poverty for that month. Some organizations do it a different way and say, we're going to have ongoing projects that are related to all of these issues all the time. Mm You know, we're going to have a poverty committee that that looks at issues around poverty and what we can do as a community to work on poverty and improve the quality of people's lives. There are a million different ways to kind of chip away and and work on this stuff. But Um, I think there's an easier way and a hard way. There is. Sometimes the the hard way is the better route because you get so much more reward from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think ordaining LGBT folks in the Episcopal church is one of those little things. Like, what, are, what is their loss if they do that? That's mm-hmm. what they need to determine. And, you know, then they can move on from it. The loss of the, the grace of God. Right. Well, that may be their argument, but that's what they need to talk about, right? right. That's what they need to determine. And then they can move on from it. Right. And that, or, you know, they can say, okay, we're going to talk about this for 20 minutes. And when those 20 minutes are over, we're going to move on because we have a lot of other things in our agenda Mm -hmm. and we'll revisit this at another future time. And, you know, there's just, just to keep the dialogue going, that's way more important than trying to divide a group of people that are somewhat Mm like-minded, you know, that for the most part, I mean, they all believe in the same religious doctrine. And Mm -hmm. so... There's the place to start for them. Exactly. exactly. So it's a really interesting thing. You know, it, you brought up another. You brought another article um, about labor battles, the, battling the Wisconsin gay marriage ban, and this is um, from yesterday, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, LGBT civil rights activists, civil rights groups fighting a proposed constitutional amendment banning same-sex marriage and civil unions in Wisconsin have gained the support of the state's biggest unions. Most of the labor organizations have been fighting for several years to have same-sex partner benefits included in union contracts. But the fight against the proposed amendment goes far beyond gay and lesbian relationships, the unions say. The groups, like LGBT rights organizations, say the amendment is so sweeping it would remove all protections for domestic partners no matter what their sexuality. They also maintain that the proposed amendment would take away their right to bargain effectively for their members. The unions are contributing cash, organizers, and using their massive mailing lists of members to get the message out. The unions include those representing teachers, public sector employees, and prison guards. The AFSCME alone, which is the AFSCME, um, it's the American Federation, I'm not going to guess. Um, that's civil service. Civil service, right, thank you. Um, alone represents 44,000 public service and healthcare workers in Wisconsin. Backers of this ban are trying to break deals and take away rights and protections that working people have earned through good faith negotiation is what Brian Weeks, the director of AFSCME's political arm, told the Associated Press. He went on to say that it's an attack on labor unions' collective bargaining rights. The Wisconsin Education Association Council, the state's largest teachers' union, has given $25,000, and AFT Wisconsin, another public employees' union, has donated five grand to Fair Wisconsin, the gay rights group fighting the amendment. The battle against the ban has steadily been growing its cash reserve. Last month, a Madison heiress gave 
$275,000 to Fair Wisconsin. A public poll last month showed that voters are about equally divided on the amendment, with 49% supporting the, it and 48% opposed. Previous surveys by other pollsters have showed for the amendment at almost 60%, and Fair Wisconsin said it appears its grassroots effort at defeating it are paying off. Um, huge. Huge. That's ginormous. Yes. That's how huge that is. Yes. Um, labor is a powerful, powerful force. Yes. And as in particular in elections and in getting people voting out getting out, getting them to the polls getting them giving them reasons to vote a certain way um th- it, this is giant mm-hmm. that labor is is doing this and you know there's been talk of this in other ways you know the, um the UAW has has said similar things um i don't know that they've ever come out this strongly mm-hmm. I, I mean this big financial support and precious resources um, as because you know unions are not as as huge as they once were, right. but they are still giant. Um, but it's interesting. Well, they have influence, and I think that that's yes. what's um it, it, that that's what I find with the 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 labor unions is that they um if, if they don't have necessarily the 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 financial backing anymore, they definitely have the influence on communities. They and, sure do. And how the middle class um helps to uh, I guess thinks about various issues. I, I'm not saying that they um, are necessarily blind in what they they go for, but they definitely are influenced by what they're sure they are. Sure they are. Um, but, but their leader, union leadership says. And I, and so I find that that's very interesting between these, because these are two very large groups. One mm-hmm. is kind of to, um, is trying to not necessarily distract, but kind of saying, hey, let's get back to the real issue. Well, I guess they're both saying, let's get to the real issue. But one is kind of coming forward and saying, but you're forgetting about us. And you need to be able to move mm-hmm. uh, move past this and get to, the, get to more important issues. Um, and... It, at the same time, where the labor is at the, is having a, a, a difference, is this, that the that 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 this community definitely needs our help, and we need to use our power to be right. able to well, help make that influence. Because it's affecting us, right? You know, they were able to make the connection. Not only that, there are LGBT folks who are in unions. Mm-hmm. That's not, it, but that this is a restriction on our ability to negotiate and mm-hmm. get fairly settled contracts that's that's the connection that they made and you know that compromises their ability to represent their membership that's right and so that is i mean that's that's the leap that they made what that we all need to make we need to realize like i as a white person need to make the leap that racism affects me mm-hmm. maybe i don't experience it directly as a white like nobody is actively racist against me in in my world but the fact that there is racism happening mm-hmm. is detrimental to me. That's right. And so that leap is, I mean, that's that's hugely progressive. Right. Yes. It's wonderful. Yes. And I think that that's where the, I mean, I guess the other way to kind of put it is also like the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the uh, the um, the many versus the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. Right, right. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's really... It, it's 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 humbling to have both sides, mm-hmm. you know. One to be able to have a um, a group saying, you know what, let's really deal with this issue. Um, let's really get to um, what what's really underlying all this. What's really important about this? I mean, who who really um, a, a, a gr- another minority group coming after and saying coming in and saying, you know what, I don't care what the leadership says. Let's really deal with the real issues. And another one coming in and saying, you know what, um, this may be just a 10% of our group, but um, we need to conquer this because it will deal with health care. It will deal with poverty. Right. It will deal with. Um, and to right. have that fine line always balanced, it's, it's always very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think that that's one of the things. So I just thought it was really um, great that I, the, the two articles really made me think about different things um, and and how various groups. Because I feel sometimes that our issues sometimes o- out, um, our issues seem to over overwhelm or over uh, other other minority overshadow. groups overshadow. Thank you, um, and and we seem to walk away from the and once again. Um, 
I'm really glad to hear that there that in both situations, you know, there's a group saying, you know, let's really look at this. Well, how, you know, what's right. really going on? Let's really address this yes. issue and not just ignore some aspect yes. that makes us uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, great. Right, so, we're going to take, take a, a quick break. break. See you on the other side. Hi, this is Kate Brindle from Eastern Michigan University's Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Resource Center. Check out Closets Are for Clothes on Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Other things. Yes, and that, I couldn't believe that that's how you do it with them all. I know. Wow. That's it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> wow. It's a pretty easy trick. We're going to share that sometime with folks. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little proprietary. I'm feeling a little oh, obsessive with that. Oh, yeah. Fact. So I well, want to be a, a little silly, but not silly, and talk a little bit about television. Television? Um, that's a serious topic. It is. Brian no. Wilson. No, Brian Williams. Brian Williams. Back on TV. Just kidding. Talking about... For in particular, logo, <laughs> the gay channel, uh-huh. which is very gay. Yes, like, a lot of gay men everywhere. They try hard to include us lesbians and Thank you. whatever. I was going um, to confront you and find out, like, well, what about what do you mean by gay? Right, well, that's what I mean. Gay men. It's mm-hmm. very gay men, very white gay men, except for the show Noah's Ark, which is very good and whatever. But there are some things that they're doing that I really applaud. There's in particular the one show, um, The U.S. of Ant. Oh, I've not seen that yet. Which, it's Ant, this, I don't know how he got famous, maybe he's just famous for being famous, okay. but I've seen him on a lot of other things, and okay. he, um, what he, the, what the show is, is he's traveling all over the United States, Okay. and he goes and talks, or he goes to these communities, and I can't determine if he is, like, he specifically goes there to... To, and knows that there's a gay community and he's going to talk to them, or he goes to a community and finds the gays. Like, I can't oh, determine which one it is okay. that he does. But he does this, and he okay. goes and he talks to them about what it's like to be LGBT and live in that community. Hmm. And he talks to, he goes up and talks to, like, other people in the community, too. And, like, you know, he's in Montana, and he'll walk up to somebody on the street and he's like, do you think, do you know that I'm gay? Can you tell? <laughs> is that going to be a problem for me here? You know, like, it's very, and I really love it. Wow. I, I love the concept of it. And okay. I, I mean, I find him a little hard to take, but the show is great because it the does. Concept it, the concept behind it. Well, it shows that there are, first of all, that there are LGBT communities outside of New York City and San Francisco. Oh, no. There can't be. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it shows that there are, that they. They did fl- fly you in? Right, right. So that's I really appreciate that. And it does it's doing so much just to like expose people to LGBT people. You know, like Well, I think that's also like one of the things that we discovered with Proposal Two is that we found out that there were gay people in every single county right, in, in the Michigan. state of Michigan. Right. I mean, there's 83 counties, and there we know that there is a lesbian couple in every single one of them. At least one couple right. in every single. And so yeah. there couldn't be. So there. So. And I that's mean, just couples, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And so therefore, there's got to be several single people out there. Right. And um, and 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 so there there are people in your community that um are no gay. No matter where you live. That's right. And so that's one of the things about this show that I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, they also show a lot of, you know, a lot of, like, movies and, every like, everything that has a remo- even the remotest gay possible theme ever. is They show it. Okay. Um, it's yes, a, it's the very remote. I mean, the some of them remotest, are like, where does the this director's to... gay yes. or something, like uh-huh. some random thing. Yep. Um, and they show a lot of experimental films, which I like, and student films, things like that. Um, and I, I mean, I enjoy it. I feel a little not included when I, I watch yeah. it. I don't even but, feel included. Yeah. Uh, because a part of the thing I don't like about Logo is that I feel it really goes toward the um, the party queen. Mm-hmm. And the the or what some of my friends call the Prada Queen. It's where yeah. the, it's all about you know looking your best, having the right clothes, right. Um, being being hip, being in, knowing all the good music, right. and everything. Yeah, and I would agree with you on that. And I also where I mean, to travel, right? The one thing that I did notice is they do these little things during commercials where they show um, side by side pictures. Oh yeah, I of, like that. You know, from like babies to kids to teenagers, 
to young adults to now together of of couples. Yes. And so there have been a few times where I've been like, that's people I know. Right. You know what I mean? That looks like... Yeah. There's even one one that they do that I say that's kind of me. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like that's that's cool, but yes. the shows don't reflect that necessarily. Right. And I don't know if that is a reflection of what's available. Like mm-hmm. they're showing what they have. Right. Cuz a lot of what they have on there, not all of it is or most of it is not originally produced. Right. It's they're re-showing other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to some extent, but then they are producing some things. And the, some of the things, like, for instance, like I thought would be a really great concept was, like, how to get a date. You know, because there's some other dating shows that are out there that are very straight-focused, that yes. none of them deal with Well, gay. there is. On Logo, there is Can't Get a Date. Can't Get a Date. And that right. was one of the things I was going to refer to. But it's kind of more like, for me, it's more of a makeover show right, it than is. it is. And how to, because I'm looking at it going, I really didn't learn anything about that, except that I need to change how I... I mean, they had one fat guy on there. I thought, that's great. I can be able to watch it, see what he's... what what right. is it, What is it about fat people? What are they doing or whatever? Or... See now, there, there's my home fat phobia there. But, um, but like, what is the community, you know, right. um, uh, struggling with? And how he had to get a date was <laughs> change his clothing, change how he look, how his hair is done, change how what glasses he's wearing. You know, I think that I saw that episode. I don't. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I saw this one, the only one I've seen of it, where the guy. I mean, he was basically, he called himself a schlub. You know, oh, that's just, a different one. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, this guy... Yes, because his religious... Yes. He was completely oh. self-hating. Oh, my god! In the worst way. I was like, that's why you can't get a date. Yes. Because I looked at him, and I'm like, you're not bad looking. No. No, he's not. There's nothing... There's no... I know gay men that would date you. Yes. And... But you hate yourself. Yes. Way too much. Yes. And I didn't find, I mean, the five, ten minutes that they do, well, it's a half hour show. So about five minutes of where they give like some psychological advice about the self-hating or the, or how he needs to, how the the fat guy had to um, examine his goals. Right. I was kind of like, but the rest of it was like all about hair, the makeup, Botox. Someone had to go get Botox and made them look wonderful. I mean, the whole issue, like if... I didn't, yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, let's really get... What you need to do, what people need to do is they need to work on those other things. Yes. You and know? maybe they can't show that on TV. I mean, the right. thing because it, it doesn't. Because how do you show someone's got better self-esteem? Right. How you do know, you prove that? How, you know, how do you feel? How do you show and that someone's more confident? how do you the like hours of therapy that that would require? Right. Well, they into, do with sur- surreal life. Right. That's and true. And Big Brother. Right. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, I um. But yeah, so I guess the, the part of it is like I, I do like the one thing I do like about that we that there is a. Um, uh, a channel that is addressing yes, that um, I can see something gay all the time. Yes, exactly, and not we're really trying to figure it out or have to do a lot of interpretation. You know, right. that I don't have to be like I'm the translator. You know, that there's another part of me that's translating everything that's going on. Right, and there are shows like Queer Eye, which, by the way, way to go them. They did a trans guy on their show last night. Well, which I yes. didn't watch, but I heard good things about. Yep. Um, that well, are on other networks. Well, it's now not Queer Eye for the Straight Guy anymore. It's just Queer Eye. It's just Queer Eye. Right. So, so they do lots of things. Yes. They make weddings happen mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. do lots of fabulous things. But but what I heard was that that was a really good... Great. Like one of the things like Kyan, you know, who is my gay boyfriend? <laughs> um, Get in line, girl. <laughs> I know many I'd, people. No <laughs> kidding. And I'm sure that I'd be at the end of the line. Oh. Um... That he basically, he was, you know, talking about skincare with this person and was saying, you know, your beard is your prize and you need to take care of it. Like, yes. it was really, really cool and yes. really sort of, or it's your trophy, rather. And so, really supportive and really cool about about the whole thing. And shows, of course, like Project Runway, mm-hmm. um, which is, of course, filled with gays because it's about fashion. Right. But, you know, they're not very likable gays in a lot of ways, but... Some of them haven't been, right? Yeah. Yes. Which is fine, because we're not all likable. We're not all good right. people, and right. we're not all whatever. But, um, I mean, there is there is stuff out there, which I appreciate. Um, it's just, it's interesting. You know, Project Runway's on tonight. Mm-hmm. And I happen to know, and I'm not, um, that Project Runway is actually a big hit with lesbians. Well, Huge. Really? Yes. 
I just did not predict lesbians. Yes. Wow. I'm not kidding. And why? I what know is the appeal to lesbians? Wide. I'm not sure, but I can't get enough of the show. Wow. I love it. And we actually have what we call popcorn fashion at our house on Wednesday nights where two other lesbian couples come <laughs> over and we all sit around and watch Project Runway together. Oh, my word. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. Oh, I would have loved to have seen some of the things, how you guys commented on oh, the, some of the stuff that's happened. Oh, we do, too. We are super Because they had a candid. marathon the other day, and I was like, yeah. okay, let me get catch because I know Chrissy's going to bring this up, but i got to be ready. Yeah, you better start paying attention, man. You know, so. Because I'm going to it's too early to, to pick winners and whatnot. Right. You know, you got to wait until it's paired yes. down to, like. Seven people. And So You Can Dance is another one that I just think like, oh my gosh. So they're all, you know, I think they're all gay. But, I agree with you. You know, but there's... How um, could they... N- I mean, come on. Well, there's a, there's one that there, I got into a debate last night with the person I was at dinner with and about one of them. And, and I'm like, no, I, I really do think so. But... Um, <laughs> Seriously, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I know about And Dimitri, stuff. I think a perfect description of him, <laughs> a Russian go-go boy. But it was, you know, <laughs> imported. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, gosh, so definitely do some TV viewing. I'll see you in three weeks. Three weeks, Dan. Have a great vacation. I will. I'll be back with everybody next week um, with bells on. Woohoo! Something. <laughs> you can use your imagination where the bells will be. I was going to say. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Same time, same place next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan 48198. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace. Uh, this is really this chinoiserie. Uh, last year, uh, we about this time, we premiered a new sweet title, the Afro-Eurasian Eclipse. And, of course, the title was inspired by a statement made by Mr. Marshall McLuhan of the University of Toronto. Mr. McLuhan says that the whole world is going oriental and that no one will be able to retain his or her identity not even the Orientals. And, of course, we travel around the world a lot, and in the last five or six years, we, too, have noticed this thing to be true. So, as a result, we have done a sort of a thing, a parallel or something, and we'd like to play a little piece of it for you. In this particular segment, ladies and gentlemen, we have adjusted our perspective to that of the kangaroo and the didgeridoo. This automatically throws us either down, under, and or out, back. And from that point of view, it's most improbable that anyone will